Welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. My name is Katie Stoll. That's Hi, correct. Hi, Katie Stoll. Correct. Hello. What's my name? Wait, what's going on? Hi. What's your name again? Hi, I'm Cody. Cody. What? Hi, Cody. Hi. Johnston. That's right. Thank you. And joining us again today, probably the first time we've had people return this quickly, but we're very much here for it. <laughs> Michael Swayman, Abe Epperson. Back so fast. So fast. Oh, right. so many plugs. Who would have mm. thought the old man would have so much plug in him? Our well, pull is strong, apparently, because we I mean, got you to agree to this. So <laughs> joke's on you. Thank you so much for having us back again. It's really important at this particular time that we're in everybody's ear holes. So yeah. thank you They're, for well, you're good to have in our ear holes. Yes, because we're friends in real life, a.k.a. the long con. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> You've been building up to this moment for a to long time. It's all paying off. I moved to California for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael and Abe are in the last few weeks of their Seed and Spark crowdfunding campaign. They're so close. We're here to support them, but we're also here to talk about news. Oh, yeah. You're just good time. Good time, pals. Mm -hmm. Smart good time, pals. Fellas. Indeed. And, uh, you know, we love to see you. Love to see yeah. you. As much as possible. This feels like it dovetails very nicely <gasps> into the first of today's holidays, which is National Best Friends Day. Ooh, yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. We got some dear friends here. Yeah. I kind of shot my friend wad at the wedding. <laughs> I know. Feel like, yeah. I don't know. Like all the feeling of fraternity is is used up. You're all, all yeah. You're like, like yeah, I had yeah, enough yeah. of you all. <laughs> I it still was true. It's just like when you use a drug and it's too much, and then yeah. there's a withdrawal mm -hmm. peeler. Yeah. So yeah. like feeling very alienated. And then, and, and right then right any now. sort of expression of that friendship now is gonna be like, eh, it's not it's not as good as it used to be. It doesn't yeah. but feel here's you know, here's the thing about friends is they keep bringing you right back. They come, mm -hmm. they pull me back mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. ah, one last score. <laughs> Just when I thought. Here oh, yeah. for it. One last friendship, then I'm out. Yes. Also, for those of us who didn't get married two weeks ago, this is your day to shout out all your best mm -hmm. friends and say that you if love you them. you must. Here's what I'll have to say about Best Friends Day. I don't have one best friend. Cody's one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. Depends on them, you know. But <laughs> depends on what I've done. You know, I've always bristled. I'm like, I I just say this is one of my best friends instead of this is my best friend. One, mm. you know, because I don't want I don't need to diss everybody. My all of my relationships are very important to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. That it's. I hope we grow out of that being a thing that matters that much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I why I, uh, you yeah. know what I say about Best Friends Day? Big fucking deal. <laughs> dear Friends Day. Many dear, dear friends. Many dear, dear friends many. whom yeah. are loved. I also, so Jonathan noted in the document, the National Day Calendar says that Congress made this day. They're friends now? In oh, that's good. In 1935, Whoa. as he also notes, they were kind of busy that year. Uh, so maybe they didn't do this. I also can't find any evidence of it. Every bit of information that claims that Congress made this day mm -hmm. in 1935 is like nationalcalendar.com and stuff like that. Like, there's no, like, here's the law. Here's what it right. is. I feel like my brain is fudging in. It's 
probably a few years early to BFDR, but I'm just imagining like the day that will live as best <laughs> friends day. <laughs> I have a best friend. Yeah. The real <laughs> Let me tell friends you. day. Is Let real. me tell you when we have bro time. Oh man, <laughs> we be hanging out. Just me and him, high-fiving. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that it's not represented on the internet. It's almost like no one cares. Mm. It's almost like no one cares. Oh. Hey. Or this was the last great oh. bipartisan act. On Twitter, act. Pal Day is trending right now, at least for me. Pal, Pal Day? Day Pal which Day. is not a... That's crazy that that's the version of saying it that caught on. <laughs> Did it catch on? I, enough to trend on Twitter, which if you click days. through will sometimes mean like there's 800 tweets about it, which doesn't seem like a lot given the whole world or whatever. No, but it is a great observation about how Twitter is not representative of the world. I love I'm no gonna, tiny need, fraction. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I need to look this up more because I love there. So on national it says National Best Friends Day. Uh, was started by Congress in 1935. Those are the origins. It's on a timeline. They have a timeline on the website. 1935, National Best Friends Day, established during a U.S. congressional hearing, jumps to 2007. Back again, Mary's, Mary Wisniewski revitalizes the holiday by writing about it in the Chicago Sun-Times. I posit she made it up in 2007 in the oh. Chicago Sun Times oh. because that's almost a hundred year jump before anyone mentioned Best Friends Day, which was allegedly created by Congress in 1935. All Cody, I mean, that's Cody's some on good to you. On you, Mary. We have almost completely spent our holiday time talk, holiday talk time talking about mm -hmm. this one. I just want to throw out June 9th, National Sex Day. Mm. Michael, oh man, we buried just, the lead. We, we buried yeah. the lead. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. This, this probably would have been more fun to mine, but Michael, you recently got married. Have you guys consummated yeah. your relationship? That's yet? so yeah. weird. Good question <laughs> to ask. Is that a good question? News oriented. <laughs> I love it. That's so Matter weird. of public record. Uh, I also will just say that I love that. I love it. There's Friends Day right before Sex Day. What a great yeah. time for losers to try and get over that hump. Just try and mm. ramp that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you bring or, them like a friend cheese Danish, and then you bring yeah. them like, you know, more on Sex yeah. Day. Hey, um, you know how we said we were best friends yesterday? You know what, like, really best friends do? Yeah. Well, to here's the thing. With, oh, go well, ahead, Abe. I was no, just going to say. The question, then. <laughs> I was just going to say, with friends, there's always the option. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. Best or not. Well, then, Abe, uh, yeah, it's true. Abe can answer the consummation question. Mm -hmm. You're, you know. <laughs> yeah. you, you know. <laughs> I was there. I'm going to tell the truth. We got not COVID, which is great, but we got really, really sick because we went to, because we were at a wedding hugging people. Yeah. Um, and if, like, if you listen to our pals Gamefully Unemployed, they also mentioned a recent episode. Tom and Dave were both really sick. I think we all got the same shit. Not COVID. Yeah. Not COVID. So yes, but it, but not in a satisfying way. Yeah, you yeah, were we, like, we, we, have, <laughs> we did our like, we I, did our due diligence, but we didn't feel great. I saved myself for this. Yeah, yeah. Before we move on, Jonathan, the uh, our amazing real time fact checker. Found, I don't subscribe to the Washington Post, so I can't read the article, but <laughs> uh, the headline is that 
National Best Friends Day was indeed a hoax. It's <gasps> it's about the birth of a hoax. It was There's no such thing as best friends. This, this is amazing. Right. Mary is full of shit. Well, Mary like Wisniewski you... didn't invent it, but she saw it on EarthCalendar.net and then wrote about it. <laughs> it's like just Congress a reverse engineer. It's just a memory word. Bullshit, Mary. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. This wow. had a whole arc. That it that was amazing. Did. It was and actual what, we're the first news. And only news podcast. Exactly. This was, this was so news. for everybody complaining that we haven't gotten to the news yet. Fuck you. We just made the news. <laughs> That's and true. the like thousand word Washington Post article doesn't mention Congress at all. So I don't know. Like one of those Where'd day calendars, something made it up or uh, Chat GPT gave it to him, and they're all like, <laughs> "Let's update it." Yeah. Yes, Jonathan. Uh, yes. Okay, we're going to take a quick ad break, and then we're going to get to more news. Fuck you. I should stop saying <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> right before that. I like that. this new Katie. Yeah. Hey, it's Cody. I mean, Katie. You know how sometimes your hole's gross, and you have to clean your hole? For some reason, we use paper to clean our holes, which is weird. Papers for mailing letters to old rich people claiming to be their grandchild, not for our holes. So you should check out Hello Tushy Bidets. They're the whole cleaner of the future, they are. Hello Tushy Bidet cleans your bum two times better than wiping and prevents poo particles from spreading to your hands and everything you touch. So you won't smell weird when you meet new grandpa. Your hole deserves kindness. It's been good all year, for the most part. And Hello Tushy isn't even a big to-do. It hooks to your toilet with no electricity or additional plumbing. It comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. How do you like them apples in your grandpa charming hole? And right now, Tushy is celebrating National 6-9 Day, June 9th, by offering Tushy Classic Bidets for $69 when you purchase two or more. That's right! The number is 69. Also, holes. And finally, Grandpa. Put all of that in your brain, why don't you? And so go out there and give the gift of a clean butt. On June 9th, go to hellotushy.com and enter promo code MORENEWS. Now that I live in the mountains, it's more important than ever to make sure that I don't get hacked by Sasquatch. Or should I say, hack squash. This is why I use ExpressVPN, which creates a secure and encrypted tunnel that protects my data from any tech-savvy Bigfoot lurking in a van outside my home. Bigfoot has many vans that he repaints and sells. That's how he can afford all his tech and many hats. But with ExpressVPN, I don't have to worry about Bigfoot or any sized foot stealing my data. Did I mention that it's super easy to use and works on all of your devices? Well, if I didn't, then I'm mentioning it now. It's easy and effective and will prevent a hat-wearing and van-dwelling Sasquatch from stealing and selling your identity. So protect your online privacy by visiting expressvpn.com slash more news today. That's express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash more news. And you can get an extra three months free. Wow. Expressvpn.com slash more news. We're back. We're back. Yes, we Fuck are. Fuck you still. Yeah. That's the spirit. That's how we like to set people up. We do love you guys, though. You fucks. Okay, first up today, 
New York City smoke smoke apocalypse smoke apocalypse smoke apocalypse smoke apocalypse smoke apocalypse smoke apocalypse apocalypse ooh you know when i when i write these notes i sometimes put what i think are silly titles as to the yeah. like content of them and then but i don't necessarily me i'm like I hope Katie reads this flawlessly. Right, right, right. A smogalypse? NYC. Yeah, because so I'm just not looking for us to live workshop this for you. Well, <laughs> I guess I should think about them more before I <laughs> put them in here. Like this no, is no. the header they of the will story. Be sad, I love, exactly. I love the, I love what you put in. I'm either going to run with it or struggle with it or call you out or like New York is doing yeah. with Canada. All right, we should talk about the story. Um, Yes, New York is currently covered in a thick blanket of smoke. This is the result of, I think it's over 100 wildfires burning in Canada currently. Yeah, out of control in Ontario and Quebec. Uh, Local air quality was at the worst level on record. Actually, I believe worst in the world. (laughs) Worst major city in the world, which makes me think worst in the world because I don't know why am I. Anyway, it's not good. You people are needing to wear N95s outdoors, running air purifiers. They're not prepared for this in the same way that we have been over the last decade. Well, maybe. Yeah, we're. No, they haven't had. We're the West Coast is more used to this than other places. But not this bad. It looks real bad. It looks really bad. Yeah, I remember like three of us actually should have some like firsthand accounts of this kind of. I've been tech- in a haze again. Yeah, the, we were all in San the Diego for the 2003 <laughs> Pendleton fires. And I don't know how the, these relate yeah. in terms of magnitude, but the sky was red. Look, was it 2003? Yeah. yeah. yeah so it was. I tweeted about this. I grew up in California and. I know that there are wildfires. I, you know, that the thing that we're of Smokey the Bear has had mm-hmm. sides up for forever, but it was never, ever, ever a thing that happened. That was a guarantee to happen all the time. Uh, I, I never experienced one until I was in San Diego. That was yeah. the first time. And I didn't know when I went to bed that night that there was a fire. And I woke up the next day and the sky was sepia. All of my posters were curled in on themselves because I slept with the window open and it was terrifying. And since then, it's become more and more regular. I mean, I don't preaching to the choir here. We've lived through (laughs) the last 10 years. And we're going to talk about how people are talking about it, especially Fox Mm. News and uh, climate denialism and how these these fires are absolutely linked to climate change. I do want to point out that Part of the problem is that we, well, for a long time, outlawed burning indigenous practices of forest maintenance and how we, you know, used to care for the forest. And, and so there is that. Yeah, controlled burns. And uh, as one of the greatest presidents of all time has said, you got to sweep the floor. You got to sweep the floor of the fucking forest. Uh, we're currently where I live. There's uh, we're in the middle of a month long controlled burn. And uh, the benefit to that is that it's not raging out of control. There are days that it's a little hazy days that it's not, but it's not, you know, an apocalypse. Yeah. I'm always and in the controlled so, burn. 
you know, <laughs> there there is the reality of the fact that we have not been properly stewarding our forests and there is that. But multiple things are true and so is climate change. It's real. Yeah. Um yeah, we should do stuff uh well instead of poorly. I think it's my hot take. Uh we should take care of things and do them the way we're supposed to. So that disasters don't happen. Is that I don't know, is that controversial? Not controversial, but I think there's more hope there than people realize if you unpack it to tie it all back to FDR, who by the way was president <laughs> in nineteen thirty-five. Nice, nailed it. Nice. Uh, and of course helped get us out of the depression with the New Deal, which people Younger people probably just no one can like in comparison to AOC's Green New Deal, but it formed like the Tennessee Valley Authority and all these like job projects to make the roads good and they already suck again and like make infrastructure and dams and all this stuff. It seems to me that it's a real crisisunity, this miasma collapse, mm -hmm. be that um, where uh, <laughs> if I mean, I'm not. AOC thought of this already. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yes, my hope is that we can prepare for inclement yes. natural weather. Like we have sophisticated technology and know how to do that. They are tremendous feats of engineering and climate change is making it so all the problems are not only beefed up, but they move where they are. So mm -hmm. all the places are not prepared for whatever they're getting now. So we have to do that. But like it's the can, equivalent yeah. of earthquake retrofitting. We can create jobs. We can like do this. There's manpower. We can make everything work. It's depressingly true what you're saying. We got it. We don't. Do it. And like, you know, like there's like all these return guys, like, you know, uh, yeah. the mantra of like, oh, we don't make anything in this country anymore. There are many opportunities. You just have to like believe in climate change and think it's okay. There's build this solutions resistance. to the main existential crisis that's going yeah. on. It's a huge opportunity this, to build this stuff. time where like yeah. the there's this and like obviously like institutions are flawed and like governments shouldn't like be like trusted like implicitly and all this sort of stuff but there's this sort of movement of like if you're telling me what to do and i'm an american you can go fuck yourself i'm not going to wear a mask in new york right now i'm not going to do this uh any project is like uh, communism any like collective action is sort of seen as like well they're trying to do like a new world order on us or something yeah they're so, real like, katie's that yeah. So like that that capability of just like <laughs> we can make stuff we can have these projects we can yeah. do we can we can solve these problems but there's this huge resistance to like AOC's Green New Deal. That's communism in a little And they're like, I know bill. we, yeah, I know we could solve it. I build shit all the time with my big truck. I choose not to for political reasons. Yeah. yeah. Like, all right. Then we'll all drown in I shit or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I agree with so much. <laughs> Everything. But, you know, I, I have these conversations. <laughs> this you will is all the one, drown in shit. You, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the sentiment on the ground is that you will be drowning. <laughs> the problem right now, whenever I talk about climate change, and I mean this, it's, it's yes, I want to do whatever I can to invest in different technologies and green solutions, et cetera. At the same time, right now, what I know we need is infrastructure. What I, and, and inherently, that shouldn't be at odds with what any uh, uh, people on the right want. You know, they want good jobs. They want opportunities. for This is a prime example of how our nation should be looking at the facts of what's the reality of what's happening around us and able to use that as uh, incentive and a reason to invest in our roads, in retrofitting, in solar, in whatever it is, all the different things that we need to be preparing for the next 
rest of humanity. The problem is, yeah, it's all politicized. And so you get hung up on whether or not climate change is even real. And you get so dug in, the other side gets so dug in on denying that it's existence that they're also denying themselves the opportunity to for jobs, for X, Y, Z. Um, and it's, it's very frustrating. Well, because all that infrastructure needs to happen regardless of climate change. Regardless. Like there's so many things that we, don't, we do poorly nowadays. Um, and we don't have to do them poorly, but with climate change, it just adds this layer of like, no, we should be doing it now. And then it also adds the layer of people like, well, uh, then I'll never do it. Never underestimate the power of the feeling of status quo with humans. I find that that seems to be a case. Did you guys see this tweet that was a photo of just a New York skyline with a huge billboard? That's for Diablo 4. <laughs> yeah. says, Welcome to hell, New York. <laughs> Unreal. June 6th. You also see that tweet from Grimace, the official Grimace account or McDonald's account being like, I've got a surprise coming on 6-6, which was the day that the yeah. smog happened. So uh, who knows? Who knows what, the, what, they're, what they're all up to? And of course, I'm I've seeing lots of burning. screenshots of uh, the Blade Runner 2049 Vegas oh, yeah. sequence. God. Yeah. Jonathan, you have seen tweets of people being like petty west coast yeah there's been a lot of like you know you'll be like the bay area had this a couple years ago or let me know when your aqi is up to 640 then we'll talk this is so disgusting and i think michael hobbs tweeted something about this as well it's not like a competition i don't wish anybody to live experience the stressful circumstances that uh the west coast lives under now uh it's deeply unhealthy and alarming and you know we all need to learn from this and prepare and and yes know to have air purifiers you know they also new york citizens east coast people i'm seeing weren't properly warned that there was a lot of talk about how they they could have been the news could have been covering it differently so that people were prepared when it actually happened and stuff like that. But it's not a competition. Yeah, it's not a competition. That's so I mean, that's kind of like an element of that that now like American thing, right? It's this sort of rugged individualism, competition focused American attitude that everything is that sort of competition. And like, I don't know, it's, it's like it's not the same thing as like instantly against any sort of collective action or like infrastructure project but it just seems like kind of a uniquely american thing just to not uniquely but just uh more prominent uh, in all all the spectrum of politics to just be like well fuck you like we 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 handled it fine okay other people aren't and you can be worried about that i don't know it i think it's opp- opportunism fatigue with that installs a little brain worm in your stupid brain where you go yeah, the, everything sucks and I, I have it the worst. Uh, I think that kind of individualism that we've stressed where you're the hero of the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to say it really comes back to individualism being the core of our thing versus collectivism. It's a spectrum, but we're far on that end and that's a defining trait, right? Cowboy culture and fuck you, we do what we want, manifest destiny. God mm. wants us to have this land. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty ballsy. Pretty absurd. And um, I, there's a bunch of good stuff about it. Like, I like that I care about my own individual expression. But you couple that with capitalism, 
it's like it's hard to compare stuff without it. Like, I wish we could have comparison without competition, because mm-hmm. I do believe to navigate a situation adroitly like you could compare whether Amish people are more or less marginalized than like a trans black woman in America. You can compare those things meaningfully and it might be helpful to do so, but it's not a competition. Right. That's right. a specific kind of comparing with an agenda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with yeah, a winner yeah, exactly. and a zero sum game assumption, which and I we're know so used to thinking America is the game. Everything is is that you're trying to win everything. Yeah, yeah. hustle. Yeah. Well, conservatives, too. There's also this feeling of competitive victimhood of like, you know, no matter what the left is talking about, it's like, no, like they're just trying to be the victims. And that's actually me. You know, I have right. to put forth yes, my yes, yes. victimhood in that as well. Even even when we get whatever we want, we're the real victims. Right, they they definitely like they push this idea like of like the victimhood mindset is bad, and everybody's faking it except for me, who's being oppressed for my whiteness. For real, right? Yeah. And it's a pretty common coping mechanism. I think a lot of people develop with the world. I yeah. definitely do see it on our side too, but it is a matter of degree. Absolutely, and yeah, I wouldn't definitely. be the person I am if I didn't feel that the people expressing victimhood on. The political left often are actually being victimized mm. and the right, right. are yeah. just right. concocting a particular story in their brain that's useful like, to them. Yeah. Try to find out in the narrative who's being bullied because mm. then you understand the, the basics of coercion and coercion yeah. must be stopped. Yeah. Or who has like a mathematical history of <laughs> yeah. 50 years of not getting as much money or respect or power. <laughs> You're like, they're probably going to win this argument if it is an argument. If it's an argument, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, again, just sort of Which like hopefully comparing, it's not. And, uh, comparing yeah. and assessing and moving forward right. together. Mm-hmm. Imagine mm-hmm. that. Imagine, imagine that. Imagine the cost, the taxes, Cody. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't think about the taxes. <laughs> oh, means the taxes. You mean this, these here roads? I have to pay for oh, these here roads? I'll pay for roads. I'll pay for fucking train tracks. Yeah. This feels like a good place to take an ad break. It feels like a great place to take an ad break. And then we'll Give we'll that high-speed rail on sex day. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, what a world. All that hustle, and don't forget the bustle as well. Between work and family and friends and those multiple lawsuits for practicing medicine without a license, it sure is hard to find time to eat healthy. Luckily, there's AG1. I gave AG1 a try because even doctors have trouble eating right. It works just like a vitamin pill, giving you the nutrients you need in a single drink. But it also does a bunch of other things too, like help boost energy and aid with your gut health. Your guts are a mess, you know, and this makes me feel like my gut isn't a mess anymore. So if you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com more news. That's drinkag1.com more news. Check it out. Take it from me, Dr. Cody, gut expert. DDS. And we are back as promised for even more news. Yeah, we're going to talk, not not briefly probably, uh, about this uh, Glendale school board meeting. I'm not sure if this is national news for everybody, but the topic in general sure is. This week, no, the Tuesday vibes night, of it are very national. The vibes are very national. This is a local story. Um, a skirmish broke out outside of a Glendale school board meeting on Tuesday night. 
the board was there just to vote on making Pride, uh, marking Pride Month officially within school, something that they already did, by the way. You know, most schools do recognize Pride Month, as do most people. But anti-LGBTQ, MAGA agitators showed up. Many, maybe all, all of them. I don't think any of them had children at the school board. They just showed up uh, at the school uh, and fought counter-protesters. Cops had to show up, separate groups. I believe there was a shelter in place for people that were there, which is all incredibly terrifying. I've had friends there that have children in a Glen- the Glendale School District, and it was all pretty horrifying and terrifying, scary. And yes, like I, I said, uh, some of these protesters are, you know, well, they are. They're proud boys. Oh, right? yeah. They're, they're like they're known like aggravators, agitators, uh, activists. A lot of them just live in L.A. Glendale's a separate school district. It's not like a part of L.A. proper. So they were there for the for the thing that we saw on video. Like they were there for that, to do that. And it's like we talked about like Pride Month. I don't know. Vi- the vibes are bad uh, this month. And um, this is just sort of part of it. But you find or I've been sort of tracking this as a thread between news stories and i i'm happy to find that yeah it seems like by and large the people who believe in hatred are like a roving band of people who go on tour doing this and the protesters vary in each town because most people are not maniacs but when they hear maniacs are coming to their town they go out in the street and stand there yeah uh, which is great I love to hear that. It's like uh, the immune system. It's like the white. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Cells. Cells. Bring out your mania onto the toxin and, yeah. as it circulates around. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Also, that yeah, a lot of these like events where it's like we're there because we know that like there are proud boys there or like yeah. people who are because uh, they posted like I'm yeah. getting everyone in a van and we're driving 1,200 miles to beat the shit out of people. Yeah, like, right. oh, okay, we better prep for that. <laughs> we better make sure like... that they don't do that exactly because <laughs> the cops aren't gonna do anything, yeah. and if they do, it's gonna be to help them. <laughs> right. It's really hard to talk about this. Actually, it's not. It's pretty easy to for us to sit here and talk about it, but it's incredibly frustrating. I, we spent a whole episode last week saying we're worried about what's going to happen this Pride Month, and a week later, here we are. And, you know, I, there it wasn't the only one in the area, too. At North Hollywood Elementary School, there was a protest and someone set a pride flag on fire. And I have mentioned repeatedly that I have conversations up here with people that don't agree with me necessarily. I appreciate that they're open to having the conversations. And there is, in general a true desire to get to the bottom of it. And there's so much bullshit that's circulating and misinformation out of context videos, this, that, or the other, but it's tough. And it feels like they, or I would imagine a very normal human element on the individual level is, uh, it seems like culture's going that way, right? Like, I mean, Target was forced to pull a bunch of their pride stuff, but but they didn't even used to try to have trans flag and, the, and, and I mean products that they hope to make money on right. in their giant corporation. So it's like they can see that, oh, culture largely agrees. The things that make billions of dollars are like, we're all cool. Like, this is how this is going to go. Uh, and I think part of it is even just the emotional idea of, so my kids are going to believe totally differently from me. Like, the rest, that's going to yeah. be such a disconnect between us. 
like fighting for your children to stay the same as you, same just as so you, you can yeah. have a I think that gets down yeah. at the heart of it. Like yeah. the, there's so like critical race theory. There's so many things that we like train in education. Don't groom our children. What is education? Like what you just aren't happy with the, right. you know, the myths that you were told are now being replaced by like more correct myths. Oh, yeah. The people who will show that there's like a pride flag on the wall in a high school and tweet like brainwashing or Wellian bullshit. And it's like, what about the 50 years of pictures right. of kids like saluting yeah. the flag, uh, you know, in attention? Yeah. This is reality. In get, unison. Get, get yeah. into the situation. They're like, here's I the moment of that. Yeah. Cult, and though, so, so there's a lot of frustration yeah. on that. Well, and I just think that that the rage that is inspired by is what's fueling this that's why you get things like people like for example uh one of the things i was reading on like just the twitter verse uh, version of this news so i can't really like uh cite exactly how, how like i wasn't there but like for several yeah. several of the protesters on the side of you know like the anti-lgbt were protesting the Los Angeles Unified School District, when in reality, Glendale is its own separate entity. So they didn't even do the research mm -hmm. to do that. It's a knee-jerk reaction. It's grab a protest board, let's go. It's not let's actually think about what it, our ideals are. We're ideals first. We're principle first. We're not actually looking at the information that's there. And that that is a problem on any side, because the second we start doing that, we have essentially turned into a mob. And so you can kind of see, like they're giving it up there. They're showing their hand. It's it's obvious to us. Yeah, there were like yeah. LA signs there where it's like you you just. It's obvious. Yeah, it's a war scared. of attrition at this point. Not and it's done by pride and it's done by tribalism and it's not done by actual like what are we doing here? Like what are the facts? What are what are people actually caring about? And what are the details that we need to care about? That discussion's out the window. And just like a lot of people who are attracted to fascist themes or outlets or like the police force's inherent ability to exercise fascism, I feel like there's an element of people who are coming because it's an opportunity to wear their stupid vest with plates in it and yes. their spike sure. knuckles and shit. They never get to do that. They're, They're hoping that there's, there's some kind element. of war yeah. breaks yeah. out. Yeah. Well, yes, lots of people are hoping for that. I believe that to be true. I know that to be true. Yeah, excuses for violence, like the uh, even though like there's like the shoplifting stuff where it's like, oh, I can fucking beat this person up. Like there's there's a sort of like we we talked about it even like last week a little bit. It's just like that sort of uh, impulse of like, oh, somebody's knocking on my door, I can shoot that person. Like there's this sort of like it's not the majority, urge. but some people get excited about that this shit. Urge for, for, sure. for violence, yeah, by the way. yeah. Or like at least at least once in my life, I want to get in a fight, beat the yeah. shit out of someone. Yeah. A pride flag in a school versus the American flag or photos, that whole conversation. I, I don't know if I've mentioned that on the show here, but that's something that I bring up in conversations that seems to take hold. It's like, what's wrong with having a flag that represents who you are and what you believe in and let, so that other people who identify or we have Trump flags, we have different flags everywhere. So what are you talking about? about brainwashing or indoctrination in that there is a lot of different stories about what teachers are teaching quote unquote, but they aren't, you know, uh, that are just blatantly false, but for the average person, they, that kind of narrative starts to 
take hold and they don't really know what it is that they are fighting against. And so when you get to the take the time to get to the nitty gritty with people, sometimes you can make some headway. But yeah, I mean, there is a surprising amount of resilience. I think it comes mostly from religion. Uh, we are like I I think America is still very much religious and there's a lot of people who and because I do think that there were parents in the protests. There were people who have been kind of soaked up into the myth of this who don't have great views on uh, like LGBTQ like rights and just seeing them as people. Um, and this this is so far entrenched that the only way forward I see is like doing what we essentially have been doing, which is just screaming at the top of our lungs, stop doing this, because if you don't, uh, it won't stop. So, yeah, people who are of the center, I think ultimately they need they're the ones who need to be convinced so that there's mobilization to essentially yeah. or uh, their children. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's well, right. That's the thing. There's a lot of these people where it's like you're doing this fight right now, but. I don't know, maybe one of your kids is going to be gay and they're going to fucking hate you for this. This is why I yeah. like storytelling uh, is I do actually believe if you put good stories out, stories are programs for like self-domestication and, and programming our future. Programming can be positive or negative. So like I would tell those parents, uh, you can delay it and it would suck. But the fact that like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse has trans lives matter shit in it. And the fact that Target you know, even if it's temporarily stalled is has celebrates pride month so hard for financial reasons. Like you lose three generations from now. We'll all be programmed to yeah. be accepting. And it's, it's too late. <laughs> I love that. The stories I mean, lead the way. A, I really that's think essentially, that's essentially. Yeah. And I just, I know that lots of people have never met a trans person, which is all the more reason to know. be like, they're like, is it a choice? Is it natural? What is what junk do they actually have? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter doesn't if matter. It, you don't even have to understand its origins or like it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, it's just so silly. It to never me. mattered to hate or not with a gun. With you, then right. good luck, like figuring out those feelings. Yeah, cool. Right. The only and argument is God. It makes me feel like God is somehow mad, and it's like, okay, well, there's a bunch of ten pack there. That's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God is mad. That's I'm not paid enough for that yeah. remember when <laughs> westboro baptist church seemed like the worst most violent kind of anti-queer thing we would get yeah there's like mobs with gas like actual violence people. yeah exactly yeah. yeah that's those were the Simpler days times. the gold the golden era god it's also we were like it's just that one crazy family yeah, then the racism yeah, yeah. will be all gone <laughs> like, i think one of uh one of the daughters turned out to be gay i think and just like left the church and then uh, trying which again, to is like how it's gonna happen we to reborn as woke, but only got halfway <laughs> and still said problematic shit. She's got a complicated journey to be on yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yes. You know, start, start there is a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. I do want to, cause I'm, well, I'm sure you haven't had these conversations much, Katie, but I'm curious where the, um, I guess the intersection of like stuff we've been talking about and the conservative media discourse of actually they're all pedophiles. And Which, they're trying to cut uh, your kid's dick off yeah. or vice versa against like, their will. Exactly. Yeah. Even like, you know, like Tim Pool, we don't That's talk about a that big much because he's, um, I think, kind of a stupid guy and a liar. Oh, really? So on. But so, yeah, uh, incidentally, <laughs> that's, that's what I think about. I, I didn't uh, see but, your many minute mm, video on the topic. 
he know he he no good yeah but like even about this he's like actually they're they're not like they're not proud boys or activists they're all just parents fed up with pedophiles coming for their kids yeah, like that's right. just what he's saying and it's like you're not even engaging with reality at that point and you're helping other people not engage with reality. yeah that programming yeah. Like, is I don't very know, real yeah and i i i'm worried about that kind of stuff especially yeah. seeping in uh, to the like the just the boilerplate bigotry that we expect from people. Yeah, um, yeah, that is definitely true and prevalent. And when I talk about a lot of misconceptions out there, things taken out of context or exaggerated or straight out lies circulating, I'm talking about that and from from actors like that. And it is difficult to unpack. And I'll take it case by case if somebody brings something up. You know, I've been sent videos that are meant to be damning, and then you know I share it with you or yeah, I look it up. And, and it's very also clearly the fact that it's case by case and it has to be dealt with case by case. Kind of speaks to the fact that maybe it's not like this overarching problem with like an entire community of individuals. Well, right, and but like it maybe is an over. It, it does also speak to the, how difficult it is to push back on because. Mm -hmm. Most people aren't as engaged as we are. Uh, most people, um, you know, their boyfriend has shared something or, you know, generally speaking, the community will say, I saw this thing or I heard this and it takes hold. And then someone's going to share that story with their friend because they really trust this person who shared it. And, you know, it's it, when I say case by case, I mean, I'll look at something and oh, yeah. no. push back on it. But it is difficult. I'm not giving up. Um, I'm going to keep having these conversations and learning the best ways to have them and answering questions, you know, because a, a lot of people want to understand and actually genuinely don't care what people do as a grown up, but they do care very much about children. And that's always, though, and that's always how them it goes. That there's a threat to their and, children. And there's and a threat to their it, children. After that, everything they think and feel is pretty reasonable or understandable. Yes. If they believe that, if thing, they believe then, that, basically. Yeah. It's like it was a kind of a revelation for me to realize, you know, I, I never really could embrace the idea of the people who are like, you can't have abortions. I'll burn your fucking house down. And I'm like, and, and you're a baby murderer. And then I did meditate on if I just took that as a base thing, that because of the way I was raised, I believed that they were murdering sentient little humans, mm -hmm. that we were like mass murdering mm -hmm. humans. I guess I would be very, very upset. I just don't think that's accurate right, with every exactly, fiber yeah. of my being. Right. But yeah, but yeah, it, it's there are a lot of starting points where it's like, yeah, if I like believe that, that yeah. I would, yeah, yeah, and and that is a a reality. But let's all calm down now. <laughs> and I think yeah. that the the more we avoid talking to <laughs> people right. about it, the firmer entrenched in those realities we become. But it's not easy. And no, especially it's when it's very emotional. There's like a culture war and people feel cornered and then they're trying to they're yes. like trying to win back the space. I mean, everyone's talked about it, but the new boldness of like, oh, you can say racist stuff in public. You couldn't say eight mm. years ago or whatever. There's a guy with a truck in my neighborhood who has two bumper stickers and one is like uh, keep Tahoe green. And the other one is find Blue. a pedophile, kill a pedophile, save America. Like, yeah, what an interesting time. Yeah, right? yeah. That, person. Yeah. That is uh, <laughs> a common thing. You, you throw in Tahoe under the bus <laughs> here. <laughs> That's where they go. Yeah, they're going to clean up Tahoe. Look out, Tahoe. You pedophiles. know, <laughs> I'm on board with 
uh, no pedophiles. I think pedo- pedophiles are bad. Mm. I am very taken <laughs> if aback. You don't, fuck by, you, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. I'm very taken aback by how convinced people are that the Democrat Party is the party of pedophiles. <laughs> right. Secret pedophiles. Genuinely. Like systematic pedophiles. Yeah. And then I'll say, did you look at the GOP? And it's hard to get people to look engage at with that. the Speaker of the House. Yes. In yes. the late 90s. Yes. I have a had pedophile convicted that child conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Specific one. I mean, that's never a good look. But I mean, it's also like get some de- Democrat friends like come to our meetings. I I I, I don't know if I'm a de- I'm not a Democrat, but like the concept of were, just go to leftists, go to see the people you disagree with. What are what? It, so what's the recordings of the audio of those events? Oh, th- those things make sense. You know, well, like housing. Food huh, I see where you're people. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird that 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 is still a, a thing that's being presented and more to kind of Cur- Cody's earlier point. Anytime that the presentation uh, of like the facts is less than nuanced and it's not saying and saying it's very clear this is what they all are. That itself is uh, usually indicative of salesmanship. It's not. You're not indicative. a serious person. <laughs> You're not a serious already, person. So yeah. the you know Tim Pools and the people who are taking advantage of this and riling up, that is something that we can actually proactively start yeah. combating, and Hopefully, then we can also yeah. start thinking about grooming children. God. Well, just imagining that trickles down from like it trickles down from these from people like that who are like actually this is the narrative and this is the thing you got to fear and this is the thing that this this is the group of people we hate. Yeah, we have a few minutes left, but I think that this is a good opportunity to transition to talking about the movie you're working on because it also. It's a terrible transition. Oh, the pedophile beat? Thanks, the Katie. Pedophile. Yeah, oh, thank oh, no. you, Katie. Oh, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Well, well no, I, I know like... you didn't mean that. You're fine. Do oh, the podcast. Ten I minutes, just... and no, leave it in. About. Jonathan, leave this in. <laughs> talk, uh, talk to us a little bit about your movie and plug it, but I think that it's important. This kind of work is important in pushing back against narratives is well, my point. like you were saying, you were talking about like <laughs> stories and, yeah. and that. Sort yes. Of, um, yes. In, in a, in a, uh, this is uh, the yes. Breitbart version, uh, is that, uh, like, yeah, uh, politics is downstream from culture. So we got to like take control. That's why the daily wire makes bad movies because they want right. to take control, but you no. also have to be a good storyteller and like, be probably empathetic and understand people a little more to tell a good story. Yeah, we're we're also propagandists. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, and indoctrinators. Story. Sure, but sure. Uh, we our jokes are funny, and uh, <laughs> you know we and we believe in this story that we want to tell. And it wasn't. Ex- it's not explicitly political, except in so far as like it comes from a place of love and empathy. And I don't. I'm sorry, but like the fact that it doesn't bother me that gay people exist. I hardly even consider it political. It's just like an obvious fact yeah. of the world. <laughs> um, and that's really, so I w- it preaches a strong message of tolerance, but we're trying to meet a lot of people where they're at, meaning we hope that we bring them in because it's about the time my dad came out as a gay furry and then a lot, a lot of events that orbit around that. 
And we're trying to get bring people in because they're like, I've heard a lot about furry culture. I barely understand. I hear these outrageous things like they shit in litter boxes and stuff and fucking suits. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in seeing a funny comedy. It is very funny. We've had that validated by friends and uh, professionals who hope to make money off it. So it's funny, uh, <laughs> even from an investment standpoint. And and heartfelt and poignant. It's one of those. But we're hoping people will come in just because they like our cracked work or think it'll be really funny and not leave disappointed, but at the same time go, uh, like cracked stuff did. I actually learned a lot about furry culture right. I didn't know. And it turns out furry culture and all sexual things like that. I mean, furry culture is way less sexual than people even, yeah. which is part of it. Um, although they're very welcoming of queer identity, which is why my dad felt comfortable doing both. And it's all about all of this. They're not a monolith, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But the point being that the main thing you realize is that it's super mundane and it, they're not really bothering you. And it doesn't matter. Mm, yeah. Only, and it's not a movie for furs by furs by any stretch. So it's more of like an ensemble piece where you get to know a lot of characters who are going through sort of the formation of their sexual identity. Um, but the big takeaway message is like, they ain't bothering you. Relax. Let's all calm down now. <laughs> that is yeah. kind of the. Uh, yeah. And actually, it's kind of neat how everyone's different and their sexual identity is actually not. There's not like four sexual identities you can have. Obvious, like, you know, Tarantino and the foot. They're like everyone's <laughs> sexual proclivities are a complex menu of things Tarantino. that they arrive at and become comfortable with over the course of a whole journey. So it's characters taking that journey. Yeah. Fundamentally what Papa bear is about is that it's a father and son story and it's very, I think kind of salient in these days and age and exactly what we're talking about in this episode. Uh, you know, like taking index of people around you. What is the, what is, can we atomize what empathy is and like look at human beings uh, in a way that allows us to see outside ourselves to we have a, a son who basically doesn't understand that his father is a gay furry and doesn't understand what that means to him in his own formation of, you know, sexual identity as well. And then a, a father who's essentially like, this is who I am now. And maybe like less so being uh, a father isn't necessarily my main priority in this stage. So there's a conflict at the, you know, very basic element of this movie that is about, oh, how do you see through that? Well, you're a father and a son. You are humans together allow yourselves to just be human yeah. together yeah and i think it's uh it's also about a community of fans artists gamers uh who like anthropomorphized animals um and there's a lot of shout outs to personas and just a community that is a social essentially been bullied by the online zeitgeist and people at large for decades and we thought humans could be better and, and it, so we're making this movie still managed to stay very positive yeah it's um, a really and wholesome community um, and wholesome yeah um which yeah. i think is it, uh testament to uh a lot of what you're talking about we're like mm -hmm. you know some online communities are bullied quite a bit and uh resort to other uh modes of being mm -hmm. and i think it speaks to it that uh it's still so yeah wholesome and positive yeah and spoilers are like the real important thing where we think the movie is kind of different than other movies that would tackle this subject or let's say not indie movies that have less freedom or need to address studio notes might would go the way where by the end the sun gets it. We don't even require that, which we think is the importance of how our message is different. Mm. Um, spoilers, like emotionally, his arc is by the end he's like, um, I went on this long journey to try and understand why it appeals to you to do this. 
I still don't understand. My resolution was not coming to understand it, but realizing it's none of my business and I don't care. If it makes you happy, that's fine. Right. It's okay. Which is the more realistic version of tolerance. It's not that hard. And you can learn that quickly. Like that's not that hard to get the hang of everyone listening to this. Mm -hmm. It's more it's more realistic and attainable, I think, for a lot of people struggling with that. We're like, yeah. Yeah. they just can't understand it. It's like, that's OK. Oh, you could stop We're... thinking about it. That's fine. Exactly. They don't it need doesn't... your approval. You don't need to be in your house <laughs> thinking about everybody yeah. that you'll never meet and focus on other things that might. Yeah. yeah. And also well, there's jokes there. So. And there's jokes. They have about a week left, a little over a week left of yep. their Seed and Spark campaign. I think you're getting pretty close. We're about close. 10K shy. We're 10K yeah. shy of recording this. Use that this. as yeah. inspiration, motivation. They're so close. Yeah. We're so close. And we should absolutely also say that we will... Wait, when does this drop? Tomorrow? This is tomorrow, tomorrow so you should mention the... So, yeah. yeah. On National Sex Day. It drops on National so, Sex Day. Nice. <laughs> so then tomorrow, in your post-coital glow... Glopocalypse. <laughs> uh, join us over Friends on the Small Beans YouTube channel if you'd like for a live stream that's going to be eight hours long from 4 p.m. PT to midnight, where we will be doing a retrospective chronologically of like not just our favorite work, but the golden age of internet sketch comedy, because we're encyclopedically yeah. knowledgeable about that because mm-hmm. we were so into it at the time. And then proceeding through the our years it cracked and blah and talking that's over it. And there so will be fun. a bunch of special guests. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be Hope you watch nuts. style. Yes. We Saturday, we June tenth. And Hall of Presidents. If you're, when you're two. there, that's all we're gonna watch, Cody. <laughs> I the the space yeah. inventory will appear in Beautiful. this. Oh yeah, we're gonna watch some of your old sketches. I've got family visiting. I got nothing going Don't. on, on Saturday. <laughs> that, so. My brother <laughs> and my nephew are in town this weekend, but depending on when I'm free, I'll be. So to be clear, on. not on sex day, not after you've had sex on sex day. The day no, after, Saturday. After Saturday, like a good pull. Yeah, like yeah, a post sex. Yeah, have like a may like it just lo- the longest sex of your life. Yeah, you better get your so on you need twenty four hour refractor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No one has sex two days in a row, so you definitely no, won't. No. It never sex happens. The tenth. Not what, not the day we're recording it. Not on Saturday. Alternately, start edging at midnight at the beginning <laughs> of sex day. Oh, that would be ideal. The Blink One Eighty Two song. Go two days, <laughs> and at the end of the stream. You know what to do. <laughs> you know what you to know do. What to do. You know what to do. You know uh, what we're yeah. all gonna do. But we'll put uh we'll put I, I I assume you guys are doing show notes, so we'll put both links to the telethon yes. and uh links to our seed and spark crowdfunding page uh if you are so inclined. And thanks uh for helping us out with that sure, plug. Yeah. Uh, uh thank you for coming back, for always being great guests and for being our best friends, friends. on best friends. Best friends. Yeah. Can't take okay. that back. No take backs. No take backs. <laughs> that is it for us today. We'll be back next week. Uh, what am I forgetting, Cody? Yeah. Well, if, we, if I'm not mistaken, we have some lockets to snap in half in exchange. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. We absolutely do. We're going to exchange some lockets. The show with the off, cool. off oh, right. Mike. I have to tell you, Don't I get it. to tell Don't you. Do Don't do it. Fuck you. Don't do it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't do it. We love you very much. Much. Oh. <laughs>